friends, fellow called those who have been brought near and dear to the Lord Jesus through his kind calling. There are two things in our lives that get between Jesus calling and us. Ignorance and arrogance. And today in our reading, our sermon reading in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 10, we're going to understand how those two things play a vital role. And yet, how although we, we often approach God in, in ignorance and, and sometimes, yes, in, in arrogance, God overcomes these things through a persistent and aggressive call to faith and to a life of service, as well as giving us a humble attitude to respond exactly how we see Samuel respond to the Lord's calling, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. We are going to pause right here in order to take on the first. That, that one thing that so often gets between the Lord and, and his people and his calling to them, and, and that is ignorance. We see a certain level of ignorance on full display, both from Samuel and from Eli, just taking a little bit of a, a step back and seeing, seeing what circumstances these two men, Eli, who was an old man, and, and Samuel, who was a younger boy, seeing how they found themselves here, there's really no reason to think that they shouldn't have understood that this call was special. Think about it. Samuel is lying in the temple. No, he's not lying in all likelihood in the, the most holy place or the holy place or anything like that, but he is lying in the temple. He is mere yards away from where the Ark of the Covenant is sitting. That, that presence of God, God showing that he was, he was with his people, that was just, just feet away from him. And yet he still doesn't totally understand what's happening here. Not to mention he finds himself once again lying in the temple, in this tabernacle, in this dwelling place of God where God is known by Israel to dwell. And yet when he hears Samuel, Samuel, he assumes, well, that's just got to be Eli calling. Maybe this confusion, maybe this, this ignorance is understood. So Samuel goes to Eli and Eli says, yeah, young man, I did not call you. You need to go back to sleep. And maybe you could imagine that happening once, but twice? Eli knew that he didn't call Samuel. He had to have assumed that something was going on. 
And how is it that his first thought in the temple, this servant of the Lord Most High, how is it that he didn't think that the Lord was calling? You know, you see the, the situation in which Samuel finds himself. It says that, that he didn't really know the Lord yet. The, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him, but, but it had been revealed to Eli. And, and Eli should have been able to point this, this boy in, in the right direction. As we see, he, he later on does, but, but one thing that is highlighted in the early chapters, or early verses of this chapter is that God is persistent even in the face of ignorance when it feels as if his, his creation, members of humanity are falling all over themselves, not seeing him and somehow walking into walls as far as their faith goes. The Lord doesn't give up. He doesn't make one call to Samuel and then go, all right, buddy, if you don't get this, don't understand this in the next two minutes, then I guess we're going to have to move on. He calls again. And yes, he calls again. Dear brothers and sisters, I I wish I could say that that ignorance didn't didn't ever play a role in my life as a Christian. I, I wish I could say that ignorance never plays a role in your life as a Christian, but but that would be wrong, wouldn't it? So often there are these clear-cut, clear-cut callings from the Lord in our daily life where we, we, by all accounts, absolutely should know what the Lord Jesus has to say about what we're going through. And yet, for some reason, it feels like we are Samuel and Eli just stumbling all over ourselves, walking into walls because we don't we don't totally understand what the Lord is calling us to be. It's that, that ignorance that gets in the way between us and God that, that, that causes us to just sort of shut our, our ears to him. And yet at the same time, the Lord doesn't stop. And maybe in your, your story of how you came to faith, you can see this very clearly. Of all of the years that maybe you tried to turn, uh, turn away from the Lord and, and you, were, you were confused and ignorant of all of the, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you are a sinner, that he died for you, and that he has set you free from sin and death and made you an heir of eternal life. Maybe you didn't understand any of those things for years and years and years. And finally... It just clicked. All of us, all of us have been witnesses to the immeasurable patience of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was patient with Samuel. He's patient with us as well. But then we sort of get to the the second part of this reading. And on full display is this, this beautiful heart of humility on the part of Samuel. Listen to the rest of the reading. It says, A third time the Lord called, Sam, called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
It's really good advice from Eli, wasn't it? Do you know what Samuel was about to listen to from the Lord? The verses that come right after these? It was a real crummy task. The Lord was coming to Samuel to tell Samuel to pronounce a judgment upon Eli and his entire family because Eli wasn't a a very good dad and a disciplinarian to his sons and, and they had become blasphemers and these extraordinarily wicked, wicked, wicked men. And the Lord was holding Eli to account and so he, he was sending Samuel to go and tell Eli this incredibly difficult message. The message of the Lord doesn't always make us comfortable. And yet that, that humble posture that is called for in 1 Samuel here ought never change. You know, I don't watch cable news all that often. I'd like to think maybe three times a year when there are like big things going on in the world, I, I maybe will flip it on for about 45 minutes and then I go, all right, that's enough. But when you turn on cable news, you find yourself watching usually a panel of like four or six or even eight people, and maybe there's a, a certain level of diversity in political views there, and so one will start talking, and then you can see that somebody wants to refute him or her, and so they start coming up with their own rebuttal, and then another one comes in to rebuttal, and at a certain point when they get angry enough at each other, they start talking over one another, and, and they just totally stop hearing what the other ones are saying. In fact, it, it becomes very obvious that when they came on the show that day, they had no interest in actually hearing what the person they were talking to had to say. They really just wanted to hear their own voice go and go like a steam engine. Is that sometimes the way that we treat the words of our Lord Jesus? We don't adopt that humble posture that exists in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and instead, instead when our Lord Jesus calls out to us in his word, we come right back to him with what we think is right? Do we approach the word of God on our knees and say, speak, Lord, and whatever you say to me, your servant is listening. The good, the bad, the ugly, the things that make me comfortable and the things that make me extraordinarily uncomfortable. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Or do we take our presuppositions about who we want God to be and what we want God to say to us and we take those into scripture and we say, God, this is what you need to tell me and hope that maybe we find it in scripture. Do we tell God who he ought to be rather than allow him to explain to us who he is? I was uh, reading, I think it might have even been a gossip column, which is really not exactly the, the, the light reading that I like to do, but somehow it wound up in my feed and I was reading about a celebrity that had passed away and, and one of their siblings had written and now this person has gotten their wings. And I thought to myself, that's, that's probably got some Christian undertones and, and, and a beautiful heart behind it. But that's not what Jesus says about, about our, our life hereafter. That's not what God says about, about death and resurrection, that's not what God says about eternity. 
So often we take what we want to believe about God and about the world and about humanity, about salvation, and we foist it onto God rather than opening our ears and listening to God. And you know what happens when we actually do humbly approach the Lord and just listen to hear what he has to say rather than trying to talk over him and tell him who we want him to be? We find that our God is immeasurably better than anything we possibly could have ascribed to him. Rather than saying some ambiguous platitude, some comfort that doesn't really exist in Scripture, we are able to actually speak the words that our Lord Jesus speaks to us. He has revealed himself to us in the pages of Scripture. And has said, if you want to know me, find me here. If you want to know you, Find yourself here. We see it happening when we read certain elements of, of, of Scripture, and, and like I said, sometimes they make us a little bit uncomfortable. But in Scripture, we actually learn who God wants us to be. I'm often asked, I don't know how to serve God. Pastor, how, how do I go forward? Maybe we start with what God says to us. Proverbs 8.13 says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. And Psalm 5.5 says, The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. While it doesn't give very specific details, one thing that we do understand here is that God hates sin. And he calls us to hate sin as well and flee from it. And again, while it might not be tremendously specific, it is our calling. It is the guide and the direction that he has given to our lives. That those are clear words uttered from our Lord Jesus to you and I. But then he doesn't stop there. It's not just a, a list of things that he wants us to do found in Scripture. You and I both know that. In 1 Corinthians Paul writes, and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Paul had just gotten done listing a laundry list of sins, things that separate God from his people. And Paul says, but that's what some of you were. You are not that any longer. In Christ, he has made you not that Those are clear directions for our life. I won't pretend to act like I know all of the vocations that the the members of our congregation are undertaking in their lives right now. And and honestly, there are so many vocations that you have right now that that you really don't even know that you're fulfilling, and, and yet you are. But instead of trying to figure out which way the Lord wants you to go, right or left? Which job to take, this one or that one? Which house to buy, this one or that one? How about we, we zoom out and learn a little bit about the call, the guide that our Lord Jesus has given to our lives? If he has called you to be a garbage person, be a garbage person that flees from evil and sees Christ as his righteousness. If he has called you to be a mother, be a mother who flees from evil and sees Christ as her righteousness. If if God has called you to be a retiree and the best great-grandmother is, be a retiree and the best great-grandmother that there is and, and, and flee evil 
and see Christ as your righteousness. The individual elements of, of the way that we serve the Lord, we, we don't always understand exactly which way he wants us to go right or left. The reality is he gives us a lot of freedom in that call. That's part of the kindness of his calling. But no, dear brothers and sisters, we have been given plenty of direction. This is how my children live. These are the promises my children carry with me. Now go forward in confidence, knowing that when you read Scripture, you are able to actually find God's will, not just for the Christian life, but for your life. This entire, this entire sermon is essentially saying, find times to hear the voice of your Lord Jesus. It is that that keeps us from ignorance, and yes, it is that that keeps us away from arrogance. It's the reason why, why our, we have songs in our service, so that the truths of Jesus and what he calls us to be and what he has said he has done for us might resonate in our hearts and, and stick with us and, and become those catchy tunes that just can't seem to get out of our head. It's why we have sermons every single Sunday that, that deliver the truth of God's word to you so that you might actually hear the words spoken and apply it to your life. And yes, it's, it's why we have things like Peace Academy. Because those are the types of tools that we have in our lives that help us avoid ignorance and arrogance. Our Lord Jesus has died for our sins and has regaled us with all sorts of, all sorts of passages concerning what he wants and what he has done for us. He says, dear brother, dear sister, they're right there. And yeah, while, while they're not going anywhere, while they're, they will always be in that Bible that sits on your shelf, he adds some urgency. He says, hear my voice. Listen to my call. And understand that I have called you to something greater in this life. Greater than being a, a garbage man or mother or a retiree. I have called you to be my servant. And our response, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.